There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and welcome to another Business Elevation show on Voice America. Absolutely brilliant to be back. I've had a, a couple of weeks holiday uh, up in Scotland, and, um, and and it's just good to be back talking with you again. I'm going to be talking uh, with two of my favorite people, with Jane Hansom and Mike Pagan. We're going to be talking about survival of the fittest, and you know, if you're interested in uh, you're you know probably busy with your work and and your life, but you're interested in sort of elevating uh, your fitness and and also maybe considering entering um, events as things like triathlons and various different things have got more and more popular these days. Uh, then we're going to talk a little bit about some of the benefits and some of the, the thinking behind um, that and some top tips and lessons from uh, some people who know um, a lot more than um, the, than I do even. Um, so we're going to have that conversation in a few minutes. Before we do that. I want to say a big thank you to some recent guests that I interviewed um, and before I was uh, went away, and uh, one or two of those were sort of pre-recorded in those slots. And one of those was Dr. Adrian Furnham, who is the most published uh, psychologist in the world ever. I think he's uh, had about eighty books published and and something like uh, about twelve hundred papers. So um, he was a fascinating, fascinating guest as well. And we talked about office politics which was a very, very interesting subject and how you can really um, understand office politics, but actually um, work with office politics in a very sort of authentic way. And there was Mitzi Wyman. Um, we talked about transformational thinking, uh, which was a very, another very interesting uh, conversation. So if you're looking at how you can elevate your thinking or the thinking of your team, that's a good show to have. Um, since I last spoke with you, I also had a, a meetup with uh, Dr. Mansour Malik, who you might remember. We talked about leading with love and I have to say that was astonishing. I don't think I've had a show um, ever, actually, where I've had so many emails and messages um, about a, a particular conversation from all over the world. Um, so if you're interested in that, you know, this sort of important subject now and, and, and maybe a movement, I think, whereby we're coming together you know, inter- between, um, between nations, between religions to actually help to solve some of the problems that are going in in the world. When the world seems to be more and more challenged and fragmented and uh, political, actually, there are some of us who are wanting to uh, unify and help solve some of these issues. And I, I met Dr. Mansour Malik in London. He was over from Dubai. And I have to say a big thank you to him because he he actually helped enable me to ticket ticket one of the items on my bucket list because we met for lunch and uh, he surprised me by taking me out to the Ritz, which was uh, in London, which was a real, real treat and experience. So thank you to Mansour Malik. So this year has been a fascinating and challenging year in many ways uh, for myself and in autumn of 2018 um, after being inspired by one of uh, my past show guests David Fox Pitt MBE who puts on an event called the Artemis Great Quindrocket Quadrathlon in Scotland uh, which is deemed to be one of the toughest one-day endurance events in the UK um, I decided to enter this event and I persuaded a gentleman called Mike Pagan, who's here, and I think through my connections, Jane Hansom also got involved in that event as well. 
And I have to say that it was a really amazing experience to um, really have to build my fitness up for a journey which involved um, swimming across a lock and being able to front crawl, which I couldn't do before, and climbing and running over seven Monroes, which are mountains over 1,000 metres, uh, and then kayaking, and then um, doing a, a very hilly uh, 34-mile bike ride. Uh, but to train for that journey from almost a, a standing start was uh, was amazing, and um, it helped me in many ways. It helped me deal with the death of my father in November. It also... Um, took on meanings in terms of uh, me getting fitter but also my work getting fitter as well and uh, and stronger and more opportunities coming my way and therefore I thought it would be great to have a conversation about this if you're interested in you know building your fitness and elevating your performance at work then I think you'll find what we have to talk about today uh, very valuable and as I mentioned I have two of my favorite people here um Jane Hansom uh, and I met, I think, in probably 18 months, two years ago, something like that. And um, and although we, we haven't done a big project together, which I think we, we plan to do, we've actually become really good friends. And Jane is, to me, uh, one of the most inspiring people that I know. And Jane literally transformed her health. She's a very busy marketeer. She's got huge success on her agency, Sponge Marketing, works with amazing clients I mean, she um, works with all sorts of uh, brands such as the, the Barbados Tourist Board, the Nevis Tourism Authority. She works with Brooks Running, Zone 3, Cabello, various companies involved in sort of triathlon and Ironman, but also um, companies like Sony, um, who obviously are very different sort of sectors. And she's um, an amazing expert in this area. But what Jane did uh, when she was turned 40 was she decided to transform her health and her fitness and incredibly within less than 10 years she went on to become 2016's Ironman and triathlon world champion but to give you a sense of her personality when I look at her bio she doesn't even mention that in it at all so she's very uh, humble with it which I think is also very very inspiring um so I also have um, on the show Mike Pagan Mike is a professional speaker he's an author He's uh, an English Channel relay swimmer. In fact, their team were the fastest team to, to cross the channel in 2015, which is a very, um, you know, a very um, uh, difficult thing to do and achieve. Um, he foolishly partnered me, partnered me on the, um, the uh, quadrathlon. And therefore, I've got two very busy people on the show. And if you're busy as well and uh, are interested in doing this, then I think you're going to find some inspiration to help your journey to greater fitness and hopefully um, higher levels of business performance. So huge welcome today to Jane Hansom and to Mike Pagan. Thank you, Chris. We're, we're raring to go. Uh, just mm. listening to that introduction, I'm thinking, mm. OK, yeah, all right. Uh, I, I've got some come up with some clever stuff today. <laughs> <laughs> excellent well um yeah that would be good good um, mike to uh either to to do that today because i do believe and, and i know you two well now and you know you and i mike have even even shared tents and things like that um and uh camper vans and all tents sorts. and tears i think is tents probably tears, uh, let, <laughs> let's be fair it's it's been both extremes that we've had a lot of laughters this year and we've and there have been tears as well so that kind of goes with it there's a pain i think um, and we should we should sort of say shouldn't we you know mike and i we, we've done this you know, for fun and to raise we did it to raise money for charity and uh, and have a real experience and, and really participate but jane jane is um you know, on a different level with this, she's she's there to compete and actually won 
the event from uh, the female team perspective. And um, so you're getting two perspectives here um, as well. Um, so, so Jane, I want to start with you. And I'd love you to tell us a little bit about your story and, and this incredible way that you transformed your lifestyle and, in, and just amazingly became a world champion as well. And I know that wasn't your intention, but you, you did. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't my intention at all. Um, I, for the, all through my 20s and 30s, so for the best part of 20 years, I worked for a big ad agency in London, and I looked after um, actually the, um, the British American tobacco and allied domestic accounts, which are alcohol and cigarettes, basically. So I helped market these brands. Um, and, um, you know, my work life was always busy with like lots of travel but in, uh, lots of entertainment also um almost every night um we would have to entertain clients or do some kind of an event or another um and it was yeah it was pretty unhealthy actually when i look back you know on on the amount of you know entertaining we were doing and um and at the age of 40 um one of my clients Sony PlayStation, actually, they had five golden bond places for the London Marathon. And they they almost insisted, actually, that um, as their agency, I should join um, them in, in running the marathon. And do you know what? I, don't, I couldn't run for a bus. I, I actually refused the first time, um, but they absolutely insisted. And do you know, I just think that it, the whole request coincided with me looking in the mirror thinking you know what you're 40 you don't look particularly good I mean I was about three stone heavier than I am now um and so I decided to go for it and um I started training this was in August so six months before the marathon um and I decided um that I would buy I didn't really know what to do I mean I really didn't actually um, know how to run or to train for anything. Um, the last time I'd really done that was it was when I was at school. I mean, when I was a, a kid at school, I, I was a half decent swimmer. I did swim for I did swim for Scotland, and I I ran for um, my county. So I was a half decent swimmer and a and a runner, but. Ever since Freshers' Week at university, um, the sport really went out the window for the next 20 years. And it was almost a big rediscovering of that. And um, so I trained for six months. And by the time I towed the line at my very first marathon, which was the London Marathon, and um, I, 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 I bought a book called Four Hours in, um, sorry, Four Months to a Four Hour Marathon. And apparently Oprah Winfrey had, um, had used this book to train for her first marathon and she had done it. And I thought, well, if she can do it, then I can do it too. And so sure enough, I told the line for my very first marathon. By that point, I was three stone lighter. <laughs> I, was, um, I was pretty much a size zero and I did it in just under four hours. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to this thinking that I know we've just uh, combined done a very strange and challenging endurance but the idea of just doing a marathon in my head because I, I don't love running and I'm sitting here thinking in six months to go sub four hours and lose three stone I mean that's just huge it doesn't matter how you dress that that's just monumental that's so good 
Oh, well, do you know, but it didn't, you know, it really didn't feel like that at the time. I mean, when I first started running, I would, I would be, I would be tired after 10 minutes and I would walk and then run. I would do five minutes um, walking, five minutes running. And then gradually I would do more running than walking. And then all of a sudden I was running and, and it was, it was great. I mean, it's really amazing the transformation and what can be achieved if you keep things consistent. So that's, 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 that was really what did it for me is that I realized that, you know, you can, you can shortcut and leapfrog, um, and get amazing progress. If you do something on a daily basis, it needs to be habitual. And that's something that I learned quite early on that if you can make something a habit, then you will get there a lot quicker. And you, and you had a, I just remember you having a, a really sort of lovely phrase that you used, uh, to you know, keep that consistency going because you you literally you you made a decision and you you act upon it day in day out. You've not you've taken the element of choice out of it. Yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, one thing that I did um, do, which I think is um, important actually, when um, I was training to do the marathon, is that I would um, try to remove any obstacles whatsoever. So I, I went on the internet and I bought myself uh, a rain jacket. And then I bought myself a kind of long-sleeved winter training top. And I got myself some <laughs> long tights, you know. So, for example, you know, if I woke up and it was cold and I got myself some gloves. So if I woke up and it was cold or if I woke up and it was raining, then that was I did not have an excuse basically because I had all the kit (laughs) so what I did is I systematically removed any barrier that I thought that I might face and then just made it uh, an objective to run on a daily basis Um, and it didn't matter what the weather I just went out and I made sure I did it. That that reminds me of a a barrier that I've always um, removed which in my days of corporate life going back and everything else uh, if you don't have your kit in the car, uh, then you go home from work, you won't go out again to the gym or to do whatever else. So you always have your kit in the car so that you are always able to just go and just do. Um, and removing it doesn't always work. One of the things I've, I find helpful, too, is to make sure that you know my, I, I've got a pool that I go to that's very close to home. It's not the best pool, but it's close to home. And there's a... a, a gym it's not the best gym but it's close to home and then outside of that I can run and I can cycle at home too on when the weather's bad but I think you know keeping keeping your equipment and and your facilities to to train near saves lots of driving because I think that's one of the obstacles I found was when I've, when I've been to nice gyms and they've been a, a 20 minute drive away I haven't gone yeah yeah yeah, oh, it's absolutely right. I mean, it's just, it's all about removing obstacles and keeping it as easy and as simple as possible to to go, to make it a habit. And, and how do you feel about um, bribery and corruption? Um, I, I'm not talking about moral, I'm, I'm, but bribery and corruption of yourself. Uh, so you're, so uh, as a result, if I do, then I can. So different ways of making you get up and do stuff, whether it be in the morning or go out in the rain. Um, you, you can't sit down and watch the next episode of your favorite box set until you've done something. Yeah, well, do you know what? Whatever works, you know, whatever, wh- however you can motivate yourself into into being fit and healthy is, 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 is good with me, you know. 
I, I found booking the you know, booking the quadrathlon, which just seemed a enormous challenge based on the fact that I couldn't actually do front crawl in October and had to we have to swim over 0.8 miles over a freezing lock at 6 a.m. at dawn. Um, <laughs> just those those sorts of challenges, and uh, you know, going over seven mountains and uh, and the likes meant that was. Um, you know, that was something almost to be feared if you didn't train. And I asked somebody who'd competed in it a few years ago and had been very successful. And uh, he said, you know, I said, what's your top tip? And he said, it's this, said, train consistently and it will be the best day of your life. If you don't, it'll be the worst. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that, that got me up every morning. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. So do you know what, whatever it takes to, to motivate you, I mean, that that's definitely a, a one 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 um you know one aspect a friend of mine actually she um loves cake so much that she um rewards herself she she rides a bike so that she can eat cake <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and, and uh, that swim across the lock when you're being led by a man on a boat playing his bagpipes at six o'clock in the morning as dawn is coming up yeah it, it, it's kind of out there <laughs> it, it sort of reminded a little bit to me almost um you know, going to the gallows or something. <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> yeah. The fear of going across there was almost like going to your execution um, when you when you'd not done that sort of thing before. Of course, to you, Jane, you've done this sort of thing many times. But um, to me, uh, there was a there was a certain fear and a dread. But on the day, actually, I'd lost that, and there was a calmness which which came over from having put the effort in. I guess. Oh, do you know what? It was just wonderful. It was wonderful. I thought it, I'm Scottish, of course, so I love the sound of the pipes. And for me, it was a real rallying call. <laughs> it helped me swim faster, for sure. It was quite an amazing atmosphere, didn't it? Oh, it was wonderful. Just the mist coming up over the lock and the pipes. There's nothing like the skull of the pipes and a bit of mist. <laughs> beautiful. Hey, we're already at the first commercial break. So after the break, I'd like to find out a little bit about Mike and, and his, his challenge and his, you know, his approach to, uh, to fitness. And then we'll go into some specifics to around you know, preparing for events and thinking about um, – the mental requirements and how do you manage this when you've got a busy job or like me, young children that you've got to manage as well. Um, those sorts of things that might, might get in the way and uh, stop you from doing something, which, uh, which when we talk about the benefits, I think you'll appreciate can be considerable. So we'll be back again with you all in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free no obligation consultation to see how chris and his team can help you we hear it and read about it every day in the news america is heading over a fiscal cliff home prices are still receding and unemployment growing how can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy 
tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the business elevation show with your host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk that's chris at chriscooper.co.uk now back to chris cooper Hi, it's Chris Coupon with Jane Hansom and Mike Pagan. We're talking about survival of the fittest. We're talking about doing, um, getting yourself fit uh, and the benefits of that from a work perspective, but also some of the ideas and tips in terms of how to do that effectively. And Mike, you were part of the fastest team to swim the channel in 2015. That's the English Channel, yeah. uh, which uh, I know at its nearest point is about 26 miles. Is that correct? No, it's actually it's actually twenty two. So oh, it's less. So you could do it yourself, Chris. Ah, okay. Well, we'll we shall see about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not it's not not gone onto my bucket list just yet, but you never know at the end of this interview. Um but you know, I know um you know, the fitness and challenges, you know, for you, you've done a, a lot of fitness over the years and it's been a, a part of who you are. You know, tell us a little bit about the benefits of that and, you know, why this is just and why, why challenges are so important. Um, well, if I, if I flip that question around slightly and, and go back in time, at the age of 14, I made a pact with my best mate that we would never go the way of our fathers. And both of us, uh, I'm not the tallest of men in the world, um, and neither was he. And both of us had fathers that were short and portly. Um, so it's in the DNA to be a short little fat guy. And um, uh, we made a pact there and then that we would never do that. Um, and and I've, I've held that true. The idea of walking up the stairs and wheezing when you get to the top of it, unless you're full of an illness or something like that. But... Uh, always in control of it. Uh, I played a high grade of rugby, uh, just just below the sort of the elite uh, professional standards. Um, so I've always been involved in sport uh, throughout. Um, and uh, it's just I had to find ways of doing sport when I stopped playing certain team sports. Um, and that, so I found other team sports. Um, I play water polo nowadays, not particularly well, but it means I'm I'm, I'm in the water. Uh, week in week out um, I, I gym I set myself challenges every year have done for a long time um, and historically I've, I've done three challenges every year that take me between eight to twelve weeks of training um, and that means that I, you've got to get off your bum and go and train um, because otherwise they, uh, as per the advice you were given for the quad um, it, it, it'll be a very horrible day doing that event if you're not fit enough for it um, and, and that's been the way I've done it. And then you have a month off and you probably eat more than you should. And the snacks that you thought you needed because you were burning it all off. 
uh, and then you come on to the next event. And uh, that, that's how I've done it for a, for a long time. And uh, um, I, I like to think I inspire my kids to get off their bottoms and do stuff, um, which clearly they don't. They're teenagers. So uh, they, they say, oh, you're going out again. All right, boy. Uh, but um it, it, if they've seen what it takes to do what i do then um hopefully that will work with them in the subconscious and when they get bitten by certain things in the future then uh they'll they'll know what it takes basically excellent well, certainly in, certainly us doing the quad rathlon really inspired my boys uh the eldest one who's 13 he said dad when i'm 18 i want to do the quadrathlon i want to be your partner which will be interesting because i may be far too slow for him by then you never know but um he uh they're both very inspired by it which has been been lovely actually and he did even say to me that uh, he said dad can I have a little word and i said what's that he said i just want to let you know um how in how um how inspired I am by you and uh, how I find it's amazing that every day you've got up and trained and you've never moaned about it once. And, you know, for my son to give me a compliment, that's, um, that's been worth all of the efforts <laughs> and the challenge to, uh, just to receive that. I, so can, I can set him straight on that because you did moan a lot. Uh, but <laughs> Only, <I'm> to <laughs> <laughs> Only to you, not to him. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Let that go. <laughs> so, Let's, um, Jane. I'm, I'm really kind of intrigued as well. You've got a, you, you know, you've over the ten, sort of period you have been training daily, and I know sometimes for you that's um, you recommend to people kind of 30 minutes for you when you're, you're training, often two and a half hours a day. That sounds a lot of time, and you've got a very very successful marketing company. Um, you're all over the world and uh, traveling a lot as well. You know, I wonder. You know how how has this fitness you know benefited your work? Oh my goodness! In so many ways um, possible. Um, when I I mean I love getting I love training um, and I love the benefits that it gives me. I mean for me um, and I never used to be a morning person, but I've I've just um, I've persuaded myself or I've morphed into one. And every day my alarm goes off at half past five, um, and that gives me a good. Um, two and a half hours um, till eight o'clock to to which is a great window of training um, a great window of opportunity and whether I'm swimming or cycling or running I mean it really does give me a chance to think about the day ahead and to think about any issues that I need to come up with or even some creative ideas um, and um, and at the at the very least, I can use that run or bike or swim to to plan what I'm going to do that day. So, you know, from a from a a daily perspective, it really kind of sets me up for the day. Um, I've come up with like a lot of great ideas, and some of my best ideas actually when I've been training. So it's just it's not time wasted. I mean, I consider that to be um, almost like me starting work earlier than everyone else. So you know that whole adage, the early bird catches the worm, I think is true. And and for me, I can do that by doing sport at the same time. So it's a, a bit of a double whammy. Um, so that's on a basic level that that's um, that's the benefit that I find. But also over the course of the the years that I have been um, um, doing sport, I have picked up more and more sports clients. I run a marketing agency, and most of my clients in the past used to be FMCG um, drinks. 
um, or snacks or, you know, even cigarettes. And now I run a sports agency. I look after bike brands and triathlon brands and swim brands and destinations who all want to drive um, tourism to their destinations through um, active activities and through through sports. Um, they're after the more active traveler. So um, on, a, on a business level, you know, my love of sport and the fact that I took up sport really has changed my business because now I look after a sports marketing agency and not just a general marketing agency. It's it's been quite incredible the transformation actually. I think it's I think it's a wonderful story and uh, and your passion, which has really developed uh, for you know, for fitness and and sports. I mean, you've it's become your life, hasn't it? It's 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 a huge part of your life, isn't it? Your work and you know your personal life and fitness. They all seem to have merged into this kind of quite beautiful symphony of um of a, a lifestyle and and um and work that you love yeah oh do you know it's wonderful it's wonderful i mean i i i have a few kind of like non-exec positions with um with sports charities and 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 also there is a a, a board called the triathlon industry association in the uk and i have a i have a little race team as well that that we um with myself and a few other individuals and we all enter races and we raise money for charity because, you know, I really want to kind of like give a little bit back because sport has changed my life enormously for the better. Um, I'm now, I'm just, I've just turned 50 um, and I spent my 20s and 30s being not sporty at all. I mean, I, I can't, I don't remember doing one iota of exercise in my 20s and 30s and that all changed in my 40s and do you know, I just, I thank my lucky stars. I'm the healthiest I've ever been. I'm the fittest I've ever been. And I love my job. Um, and that is all down to sport. You know, it really is. It's been, it's been quite a journey. It's been wonderful. Wow. And, and how's sport impacted your work, Mike? Well, for, for me, um, from the speaking side of things and the coaching, uh, I've, I've uh, I asked myself one of those wonderful coachy questions that uh, we ask people, what would you do on a Sunday for um, for love and passion if it wasn't focused on the finance? And uh, uh, the, the response was straightforward, uh, just working with the uh, elite and professional sports people and transitioning people as they move from their professional career into a life after sport. Uh, into uh, and sort of all the uh, all this language about uh, uh, resilience and focus and tenacity and skills and transferable and everything, uh, and uh, so much of my work is now focused on people transitioning. So it's not just about transitioning from sports; it's about transitioning from uh, through their career path. Because every single day we get up um, and we're faced with decisions and choices um, that we haven't. Uh, faced before or that we haven't managed to deal with before and having uh, going through the the consistent history of sport and challenge and provocation and doing more of it um it it, it helps me because it keeps my head clear if, if i haven't trained for a day or two i have to confess i'm not quite like jane in training every day i did this year for the, this particular event but uh, uh, ordinarily i don't uh, but if i haven't trained for two or three days i'm sort of scratchy and crabby and horrible i need to go and do something and and my good lady wife tells sends me out. I'll just just go, just go, please go for a run, go for a swim, just do something, and uh, and it and it works. I come back and uh, suddenly I'm feeling human again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found this the last week actually. I had a 
I was on holiday a couple of weeks in Scotland. First week, really, really active. Uh, second week, quite quite active, but nothing like the level of activity really that I've been doing uh, fairly consistently since about October. And I felt myself, I went to the gym last night, I've swum once this week, but I'm still not quite where I was. And, um, and some of that's because I spent hours in the car and I've had some challenging clients and it's been great this week. But um, it, it, I'm not quite where I was and I know that I need to get back. One of the ways to get back there is to, is to exercise and uh, maybe a little bit of meditation and stuff over the next week and I'll be back on, on song again. But um, you, you feel the absence of it, I think, when you're not consistently doing it. But it, it is that reset, that reboot of your mind, though. When, when I'm training, and if you, if you do a short training session, um, I, which it, to, in my head is sort of a standard class, and a standard class is about 45 minutes long, yeah, with a little bit of a warm-up and a warm-down, whichever, but it's around about that. As soon as people go beyond that, then you have to go into other ways of entertaining uh, that little voice in your head, or, or, or the chimp from the chimp paradox. Yeah, we, we, we have to entertain that part of the brain. And to do that when you're training over longer periods of time, whether it be uh, pounding uh, along the streets or up and down the hills or swimming across lakes and, or up and down streams, it, it's that whole thing when you get beyond just doing the doing uh, and then you just, you just switch off um, and suddenly time disappears and um, you, you can do all sorts of wonderful mathematical calculations through to business plans, through to uh, rewrites of books or articles and everything else it, it just comes to you when you're in that place mm. yeah I've certainly noticed that I've certainly noticed um, generating more more clients and things as well through when, with having more energy and you know I think translates in terms of enthusiasm and consistency of that so to, to Jane that we've got I'm sure people are listening and thinking well you know I'm, I'm either about to start uh, my fitness has inspired me to do it or they're on that journey and, and maybe they're thinking about stepping up to maybe doing an Ironman triathlon or taking that even further. How do you prepare yourself physically um, through these sort of stages of, of, of development such that maybe you're, you know, you're achieving fitness goals and uh, experiences that at the moment might almost seem unimaginable? Oh, my goodness. Well, just take it step by step. Um, I never focus on the end goal. I usually just, I like to just approach day by day. So I won't actually even think about what I'm going to be doing at the weekend. I'll just think about what I'm doing tomorrow. Um, and, and I think that's the key to success, actually, is it's to just focus on the, on the process um, and focus on the next day. You know, and actually, even while you're running, if it's difficult, just focus on the next step. You know, don't think, mm. "Oh my goodness, I've got a whole hour to run, and I'm I'm not able to do this because I'm not fit enough." You just need to focus on putting one step in front of the next, and um, for that, and you know, and sure enough, that hour will pass pretty quickly, and you'll be you'll surprise yourself. You know, it's important not to scare yourself with some crazy and, you know, goal, which seems totally daunting. And, you know, you really want to keep it simple and you want to keep it in bite sized chunks. And, you know, I, I certainly that's the way that I work. I never think two days in advance. I just think about what I'm going to be doing for my next session, um, which is usually the next day. And, and that's um, and if you do that. Um, and just take it, um, take it, take baby steps, little and often. Then, sure enough, I think you'll, you know, you'll you'll build fitness pretty quickly. 
Yeah. So you, you were recommending you know, getting to 30 minutes a day, weren't you, um, and doing that, that consistently? And then if you're maybe training for something that's more requires greater endurance, building that up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, consistency is the key. So if you only have 30 minutes a day, then do 30 minutes a day. You know, even if you're supposed to do, I know many people who are supposed to do an hour session and they'll say, well, I didn't have enough time to do that. So I didn't do the session, but they could have done 45 minutes Mm. or, or they could have fitted in half an hour. And it's amazing how much you can actually get done in half an hour, 45 minutes. So even if you don't have the full hour, just do what you can, okay? And, 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 but do it consistently because doing a little something that, um, that is only 30 minutes every day is far more beneficial than doing two hours three times a week. And who hasn't lost 30 minutes skimming through Facebook or Twitter or yeah. um, on the TV or just re- updating on the news? You, you, you lose time, don't you, if you're not careful? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, there's so many, so, you know, media is, uh, it's so easy to, um, to, um, to watch and to catch up with things, you know, like podcasts or TV shows. So if you do need motivation to run or to bike, um, and you find it boring, then just think about, you know, that podcast that you could be catching up on whilst you're running or, you know, sitting on your bike, you know, you can actually, you know, learn, um, and catch up on news while you're doing your exercise and your sport. It doesn't need to be, you know, just, you know, you exercising. You know, the benefits can be, um, you know, tenfold if you, if you, you know, plan your sessions. There you go. There you go. There's about, so this is interview 339. If you, uh, if you, if you're able over the next year to listen to all 339 while you're exercising, then I, I, I promise you, speak to me and you, you will, you will guest on the show. <laughs> you, will be, you will have learned so much and, uh, and and improved your fitness and you'll be a, a great guest I'm sure to to have a conversation with at, uh, at some point so do let me know if you decide to do that we're going to go to commercial break at the moment the time is just flying by um, I want to talk about some mental techniques after the break as well and uh, we'll talk a little bit about nutrition because that's um, yeah, I realised that this quadrathlon wasn't just about exercise it was also an eatathon as well so we'll be back mm-hmm. again with you in just a couple of minutes From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'd like to give a quick mention to uh, to uh, Business Growth Bureau, who are great supporters of the show. And um, if you're interested in, in developing your sort of leads through LinkedIn, then do check out businessgrowthbureau.com. They're great people. Uh, and also to Anthony Spears, the telephone assassin, who um, uh, we, we utilize in our, our business and uh, provide you know, great insights and, and support to help you become more effective over the phone. I also want to men- give a mention to the... Uh, to uh, David Fox Pitt, who, and also to our friends Neil Lawton, who's um, who are currently um, writing penny farthings from Lands End to John O'Groats for Mary's Meals. So, if you're interested in uh, looking at how you can support them, uh, Mary's Meals is an amazing charity which uh, Mike, Jane, and I have supported through our, our quadrathlon. Thirteen pound ninety. It provides a school meal for a child for a year and keeps them in school, keeps them um, learning as opposed to maybe out there picking up bits of plastic and things like that in uh, in a town in India um, to uh, to make enough for food. These children then go to school and they get an education, and education is so important. Um, so I just want to um, now have a conversation about um, any sort of mental techniques that you use to keep on going. Mike? Um Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> start off. Uh, for, for me, um, I, 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 the, the phrase that's used so much nowadays is mindfulness and, and self-hypnosis and other things like that. And it, it's just, for, for me, it's just when you're switching off. Um, if I'm swimming and, and then you're, and I'm, I'm swimming for a long period of time, then it's, some people will, if they're counting the lengths that they do, they count in twos. And I will say, well, don't count in twos, count in fours, because then you only have, you've got less things you've got to achieve uh, and I know people that's just just changing the way they swim from two lengths at a time to four lengths at a time suddenly have, have doubled the amount they can swim and for me on a long distance then yeah I, I, I count strokes uh, some people find that very strange and it doesn't work for them but I've even done it when I run um, as well I'm not a big runner as you both know um, but the uh, it's, it's the counting the strokes and I know how long it takes me to swim a length of a pool. So I know how many strokes that takes. So over a period of time, I can work out that if I do 400 strokes, that is going to be the equivalent of um, X hundred meters. Um, and suddenly you, you're then just counting those strokes. with, with So that, that's entertaining the, that part of my brain that needs entertaining. Uh, and then the rest of my brain is just thinking about other stuff. Um, and guess what? If you if you mess up on the counting, uh, don't round up, round down. Um, so go back to what you remember and carry on, because there's nobody going to. Uh, there's no pass mark here. Um, it just just keeps you on it. And suddenly you may have done uh, a thousand strokes that you didn't realise, um, and uh, it, it's just taking you to the next level, and you and you're already two thirds of the way around the lake. Um, and it's, it's it's things like that that just keep me going um at times when when you get when you do get bored and sometimes the monotony of training when you're training for a long period of time does get monotonous however if you're going to perform as a professional or you're going to perform as the best that you can be then you have to put that training bit in and it's something that we in business regularly see 
is when people are performing as amateurs because they're not putting the training and support in to make it work because they can't be bothered to go through the, the monotony of certain tasks and jobs to make them better and help them improve. I found that technique that you, you shared there very helpful because you shared that with me. Um, I started counting strokes. And what I also found is it's swimming in open water it can be a bit daunting for a start and what it did it um, it also took me off the mi- my mind away from thinking you know what creatures might be swimming below me um, yeah. so that was helpful in that perspective yeah because yeah, of course there are killer sharks in a lock a land lock <laughs> in the middle of scotland um, where it's less than 10 degrees yeah yeah, yeah. but that but that's the brain um, that's what the brain does and it takes you off on a tangent that Really, um, it, it's, it's, it's neither logical or rational, but it's where our mind goes. And so we need to do something to prevent that from happening or to so entertain yourself in a different way so you can carry on. Jane, how about you? Any thoughts from you on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess it for me, it's about removing the barriers and to make it easy, um, like Mike said, to get the job done. Um, and so you, if you have a long session, you need to work out, I guess, what is best for you. Um, in order for you to get through that. And it could be counting strokes um, or it could be something else. I mean, I know that um, a lot of people, a lot of triathletes especially, they don't like the swim. It's the swimming that they hate um, Mm -hmm. and they find it boring. Um, And actually, even I went through a a stage of of doing a lot of swimming and I found it very dull. So um, what my coach actually recommended, he, um, he, he said he sent me off to buy myself an underwater iPod um, which I have to say, it's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, have you ever played ACDC while you're swimming up and down the pool? It's a oh. load of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, do you know what? It's, um, it, I guess it's for the individual, it's all about finding something to take your mind off the the task at hand and to get you to finish the session in, in the in the best way possible and that is either listening to music or it's counting steps or strokes or it's even counting the mile markers if you're running but there will be there'll be something for everyone and I guess you just kind of try a few you know techniques out and just pick the one that's good for you. That's great and, and that's where the rewards can come in as well. I, I, I know um, Many years ago, my, my other half, she drove from the Midlands to Scotland. Uh, and it was a, a long story short, it was a horrible night going up for New Year. And every single time she went past a, a motorway junction, she was rewarded with an extra suite because um, she was driving on her own. But it just kept her sanity going and her mind and everything else awake. Um, that's, that's what we're talking about here. It's just little steps along that journey. Um, whether it be swimming, running, cycling, whatever the, the particular events that actually keep you going, so that all right, I'm happy. I, I can do that. I can. I've done ten lengths of front crawl. I now get the two lengths of breaststroke, um, which which for me is easier or not. And, and they're, they're small rewards, but they they're good rewards because they just keep you going on to the next level and and stop you from quitting. That's the big one. Stops you from quitting. Great. Well, I applaud her self-discipline because I've tried that. But when I think, if I think about sweets, they get eaten a lot faster than that. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, full respect. So, how about um, how do you avoid overloading yourself, uh, sort of physically, Jane? 
Um, again, it's the it's it's the same um, it's the same uh, methodology, little and often. And and if you do manageable chunks of exercise, but do them on a regular basis, then you will become a lot more resilient, and you just become, I guess, more flexible. I mean, I, I learned this the hard way once when I did a, an Ironman and I did nothing for a week, and on the, on day eight, I could barely walk. You know, it was like I had aged 50 years in, in a week. Um, and that was just because I just hadn't kept mobile. Um, and I, so yes, I think that, you know, you, um, by doing things little and, you know, by doing little and often, that's the way to, to, to avoid injury. I mean, they do say that when you're training for a marathon, um, what you do is increase the distance by, um, 10% week on week. So, for example, if you had done an eight-mile run um, the week before, then you can um, you it can increase that, but only by 10%, it, it, 10% of an incremental. So, you know, you're not going to do an eight-mile run one week and then all of a sudden do a 16-mile run the next week. That would be bonkers because you will, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll injure yourself by doing that. But just increase the volume very slightly um, on a on a on a weekly or on a daily basis. That that's where the testosterone um, of certain men, because I could see me doing that. I've done eight one week. Oh well, I'll do twelve the next because uh, <laughs> I feel like I can. Uh, but it, as you're saying there, categorically, that that's that is where you go into the injury risk, whether it be your joints, your feet, your toes, whatever it happens to be. That that's where the problems will come from. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to move on because we've just got a very few minutes. I want to talk about nutrition as well. And one of the big learnings that I had through the quadrathlon in doing something which was, you know, high endurance like that, and I hadn't hadn't thought about massively before um, before I was participating in that. And you knew you have this, I know, with the Ironmans and triathlons, and you must have this with long distance swimming. Is nutrition's really important? And it shocked me actually how if you if you manage your nutrition well, just how long you can keep on going for. Um, so any, you know, what's the best way to handle nutrition when you're doing, uh, you know, endurance events? Wow. Okay. Oh, it's okay. We can, we can, Jane, you start. Cause fine. Um, okay. Well, do you know, for me, it's just, it's massively important because, you know, a calorie is, is what a calorie is, is a unit of energy. And it's become very apparent to me that, you know, fuel or food in equals energy out. So for me, an Ironman is 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 an eatathon. You know, it's basically I consider an endurance event like an Ironman to be a catered training day. <laughs> 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 you know, and um, and and you know, and calories in equals power out. Um, so I make a point of eating every fifteen minutes um, on the hour. Um, and um, sometimes that you know, I used to set a little a little buzzer on my timer on my bike just to remind myself to eat. But it's just super important to just keep eating. Again, little and often is the key because that will keep your energy levels stable. And um, because the last thing you want to do is to dip. Um, but um, but yeah, absolutely. It's um, you know, for an endurance event, I consider you know all bets are off. You can really eat as much as you want, and you just need to make sure that you keep doing it. Because what I do know is, if you keep on eating, you keep on trucking. Brilliant. That's one of the nice things, actually, isn't it? You you don't feel any sense of guilt of you know eating um, uh, chocolatey things and snacks and cakes and 
bits and bobs. You just got to get those calories in for you. But also on the on the other side of that is not not uh, overindulging too much because that can lead to problems with your stomach or trying trying new things when you're doing a an event like that. Well, that was one of the best bits of advice we were given um, in our training and, and pre- preparation was nothing new on race day. Yeah. Um, and that that went to equipment, but it also went to nutrition. And and I I count myself that there's a terrible phrase that's used nowadays of weekend warriors. Um, so I'm I'm not in your category, Jane, of uh, a professional elite athlete that you are. Yeah. Um, my, mine is very much the um, uh, have a go, dad. Uh, don't want to get fat, dad. That sort of mentality. But we'll go a bit further than just the basic. So the the nutritional side of things is still an area where I'm I'm very much. I, I know what works with me and what doesn't work with me, but there's a ma- massive difference when you're going from four hours to five hours to 15 and a half hours, uh, and you've got to keep on going, which is what we had to do. Excellent. I've got, we've got um, two minutes before I've got to wrap up quickly. So we've got one minute on this. Top top tip, Mike, that you'd like uh, to leave us with. What would you like to leave us with? Final message. A top tip for me is uh, don't use the excuse I haven't got any time um, because we can all make the time to get out there and do it. You don't have to turn into uh, a fitness junkie for this. It's finding the things that work for you and just having a play. It's, it's, it's all about playtime. Um, we did it when we were toddlers. Let's do it as uh, adults, whether you be 22 or 62 or, or older. Uh, just have more fun and play. It is about it's playing, isn't it? Swimming across a lock or you know, climbing a mountain. or You feel there's something childlike about it as well, yeah. isn't there? Absolutely. Playtime. Playtime. Brilliant. Jane? Um, well, I love playtime. That's that's great. You must enjoy it. I think that's key. Um, but um, I also I'm a huge fan of consistency. So you know, if you do find something that you love, then just do it every day, little and often. It's it's definitely the the way to um you know to have a successful, you know, sporting life. Brilliant. Well, lovely to talk to you both again. I thoroughly enjoyed talking with you and. Uh, and I've learned so much from uh, from the experiences with both of you and uh, and this particular event that we've we've done recently. So I just hope that with people listening to this, that it's inspired you to think about your own level of fitness. Uh, also to think about maybe you might be busy, your job might be busy, you might have a busy um, family. Um, but you know, there's time that we waste when we can be exercising. And if you can spend just 30 minutes a day each day exercising and you do that continuously and you may at some point want to build up and set some bigger goals then you know, life really really can transform and it could even lead to you know exciting new business opportunities like uh, like jane of and mike have uh, realized through their work so any questions comments do send uh, notes to me um, i do love to hear from you at chris at chriscooper.co.uk and i can pass those on as well to jane and, and mike um, but i wish you all well with with that on next week's show we have david campbell of all hands and hearts um david um is created an amazing disaster response organization um, and he wrote a book called The Creation of a Cool, Happy and Surprisingly Effective Disaster Response Organization. His organization has mobilized 60,000 people so far working on, you know, on, on disaster relief projects all over the world. Um, and uh, this organization has been acknowledged all over the world as well. So we're going to find out uh, more about how to you know, create you know, cool, happy organizations and, and how to mobilize people uh, building networks of trust 
So if you're interested in that, do join us next week. And once again, a huge thank you to uh, to Jane. Um, check out spongemarketing.com if you want to find out more about the amazing marketing activities that Jane's involved in. And mikepagan.com if you need a new speaker for your event um, or you're looking at transitioning from uh, from the world of sport into, into business, uh, Mike's the man to go to. So uh, once again, thanks very much and uh, look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.